Y heat map is a relative frequency heat map computed from samples on the Y full tree. That means it shows where per capita more or less people are positive for whatever haplogroup you look up by entering the SNP. If you want to use it or have a question about how to use it, please read the usage section, which is like an FAQ. For more technical information, see the methodology section. While exact origins cannot usually be known for most lineages, researchers will often describe a lineage with a rough geographic descriptor. For example, North African. Sometimes they just mean this is where most people live now. Sometimes they mean that the ancestor likely lived there. No one is an expert on every haplogroup. So I found it useful when interpreting a heat map to compare it to heat maps of other lineages, which I already know more about, having looked at the geographic diversity of the earliest branches and where the oldest ancient samples were found. It makes sense that lineages that have likely originated in the same or nearby region at around the same time may have experienced similar catastrophes or events or interactions that impact male line demographics and drive migrations to particular regions at particular times. This is because in any given place, even within the same ethnic groups or states, there is some variation in male line haplogroups, even if no one knows it and thinks of themselves as part of the same culture. If you're trying to decide if a heat map looks more indicative of one region than another, it helps to look at samples of better known haplogroups whose origin or at least distribution is better understood. If your lineage is small, but you know you are from a particular region, you may find it interesting to look at the distribution of a more prolific lineage from the same region with the same age. You can get an idea of where your relatives who have not yet tested might be living. The seed was planted for me when I asked the question, is a lineage in my haplogroup really Italian in origin? We do have an ancient Etruscan, but we have older samples in the Balkans. After some digging, I found a lineage that really was Italian, R1B, Z56, and it was interesting that this lineage doesn't have a single sample from the Balkans on the Y full tree. This reinforced what I already knew from the archeological record, that Western Balkan lineages as old as mine had a propensity to go to England, uh, Italy. Here I have assembled a collection of 20 haplogroups that I think show how groups that formed in different regions at different times have been able to spread. I'm sorry if I didn't include the region of interest to you. This list is by no means exhaustive. Consider it an initial overview that attempted to cover most of the geography. Check your haplogroup research forums and groups to see if others have shared heat maps of more specific geography or ethnic groups you are interested in. Keep in mind, this heat map does not grant more weight to ancient samples or samples showing more upstream diversity in a particular location. Every sample is treated the same. That is why it is called a relative frequency heat map. Consequently, areas of highest frequency and shades of red do not necessarily indicate the origin, though in many cases they coincide. That was my baby in the background. She needs to eat. If you appreciate what I'm doing and would like to see more improvements to this tool and other genetic genealogy analytical tools, please consider becoming my patron on Patreon. Uh, if you go to Patreon and 
search for my name, Proven, then you'll find it, P-R-O-V-Y-N. Uh, there's a link on this um, podcast. I can provide you a theoretical migration path of your male line ancestors uh, computed by a, an algorithm that I wrote and help you learn more about where your relatives are living around the world and maybe the ancient origins of your ancestors. The theoretical migration path is updated every month because it's based on the Y-fold tree, which is updated every month. And so if there's new samples that are related to you, it could affect the, it will, will affect the computed migration. And even if you can't find any close uh, male line relatives, you could at least get a connection, personal connection to the ancient world, if that's something that you're interested in. I find it very interesting, and that's what motivates my research into my own male line origins. Before I start describing these 20 haplogroups heat maps, I want to say thanks very much to uh, Tomas Kron, who was his idea for me to make the Y heat map. And we worked together on it, and, and he uh, supported my development of it. And also uh, thanks to YFOL for giving explicit permission for us to use the samples on their tree for Y heat map. Uh, so if you want to say thanks, you can buy uh, Y DNA tests or mitochondrial DNA tests or whole genome sequencing tests from YSeq. They have a new product called WGS 400, which tests all of your DNA. If you test with YSeq, you have good integration with YFOL and analytical tools I've created like STR MatchFinder, which shows uh, likely relatives, even if they're distantly related um, because of sharing rare alleles and uh, an STR haplogroup predictor I developed and uh, an autosomal phenotype predictor that based on your WGS test result can show what somebody would be expected to look like. So it generates your avatar based on your WGS 400 test results. So let's begin. First heat map is for haplogroup CF2613. This has highest frequency in eastern China and parts of northeastern China that are nearer to Korea, uh, not, not the Russian border, and also in Korea. This haplogroup started forming about 34,000 years ago, and the most recent common ancestor lived about 11,000 years ago. There are no ancient samples of this haplogroup on the Y-fold tree. Started forming about 14,000 years ago, the most recent common ancestor lived only 4,000 years ago. The oldest ancient sample on the Y-fold tree is from 700 years ago from Karaganda, Kazakhstan. It corresponds to the area north of where Han Chinese people historically lived. And it has been an ethnically diverse place. I say historically because a lot of the languages from this region have gone extinct, such as Khitan and the Manchus. 
20 native speakers of Manchu as of 2007. This haplogroup has been found in people in many different ethnic groups in inner and outer Mongolia and beyond. Next, Northeast Asia, CM504. At the bottom of the Waifu tree for this branch, there it shows that men from Pakistan who speak Hazaragi, their closest male line ancestor is a Mongol from Inner Mongolia, and their common ancestor lived 850 years ago. So I looked this up. Hazaragi is a dial is a language of a variety of Persian, which has significant loanwords from Mongolic and Turkic. So it's pretty cool that we know that this guy, without a doubt, his mainline ancestor was a Mongol. Next is Central Asia, J2A, PH1795. This haplogroup is pretty young. Its most recent common ancestor lived only 2,000 years ago. But there are quite a number of samples in it. And the Oldest ancient sample is 1,100 years ago from Altai Krai. There are Tatars, Uyghurs, Kabardians, Abkhazians, and people from northwest China near Turkic contact zones. So this is a very reliably Turkic uh, haplogroup. The ancestor was probably a Turkic-speaking person. And they ended up migrating pretty widely. Three of the samples on the Waifu tree are marked Turkey. Two of them are from the new Turkish study that came out. So I'm not an expert on Turkic groups. I don't know if there's enough information here to know specifically which group of Turkic peoples these guys uh, would have been associated with. It might not be able to be known at this time. But if you're from Turkey and you are your haplogroup has a distribution like these guys, then you could be the, the actual Turks that came to Turkey, not a male line that would have become Turkish sized because they were in control. And it's normal for people to change their ethnicity if it could benefit them and their children. Uh, these samples that are from Turkey could also actually be descended from men who were Kabardians or Karachai Balkars who were uh, forced migrated to Turkey. And they maybe don't know that their ancestor came from that location now. Moving along, next. South Asia, J2B, Z2449. Their more re most recent common ancestor lived 7,400 years ago. Then, if you look on the Waifu tree, there are many, many branches formed in quick succession, and every single one of them is in South Asia. A few are in Arabia and, and the Persian Gulf. So even though the most ancient sample is not that old uh, from 2,800 years ago from Northwest Frontier, Pakistan, the most ancient sample on the Waifu tree, even though it's not that old, the circumstantial evidence is very strong that the ancestor from 7,400 years ago was living in South Asia. At this time, 
Neolithic culture was beginning in South Asia. So it would make sense that these people did really well because they were the people that were bringing this new culture or they were the early adapters of it. In this case, it makes the most sense that these guys actually migrated from Western Iran, bringing the Neolithic culture with them because Western Iran is where we have the highest diversity of the oldest ancient samples of J2B. And we know that this is where agriculture spread from when it went to uh, South Asia. Now let's look at South and Central Asian R1A Z93. Its most recent common ancestor lived 4,600 years ago. This has this, some of the same geography as the previous haplogroup I showed, which had come in the Neolithic, but this haplogroup is also really frequent far to the north of uh, India and Pakistan. It's, it's in Central Asia as well, and it's a much younger, um, more, it's a much younger subclade from 4,600 years ago. So these guys were coming after agriculture had been introduced and looks like they were coming uh, from, from the north. The oldest sample is from 3,700 years ago, um, Bash Kortostan. Now we're going to look at the sibling of R1A Z93, which is R1A Z283. It's got a very different geography. It's uh, all over Eurasia, but its ancient samples are, have been associated with, with the spread of the corded ware culture in uh, Germany and Eastern Europe and Scandinavia. This formed 5,000 years ago, and its most recent common ancestor lived 4,800 years ago. The oldest sample is 4,500 years ago, Ostergodlands Ian and in Sweden, and second oldest is 3,700 years ago, Bashkortostan. Uh, an interesting thing here is that the heat map is showing that Germany is, is not the place that has the highest frequency of this haplogroup, despite uh, cordedware being known to have been in Germany. And this ancient sample from Sweden, not too far away from, from there. Uh, there could be a lot of reasons for not having so many, uh, so much frequency of Z283 today in Germany. And one of the reasons could be because the Bellbeakers pushed into some of the territory of the corded ware in Germany and they pushed east into Poland. Uh, so people may have been displaced in this haplogroup or or killed. And also later when when we have the migration age, migration era, uh, we know that the, the Germanic speaking peoples came from Scandinavia. Uh, their archaeological cultures started to gradually push further south and south in Germany. So if any of those guys were still there, they they may have been, uh, their numbers may have been uh, diminished by the incoming uh, IDF-29, for example. It's important to understand that even though this haplogroup is, has a high percentage 
in places where people speak Slavic languages today that this distribution happened way before the ethnogenesis of the Slavs. And there is pre-Slavic diversity in Saxon-Anhalt, and there are modern samples from Baden-Württemberg and some of the older subclades. If you're not convinced by the ancient samples from Scandinavia and the older diversity in Germany, then uh, look one level up on the Weifold tree and you see that CTS 4385 is predominantly European as well. So this in all likelihood uh, originated in Europe. If you've read David Anthony's The Horse, The Wheel and Language from 2007, he talks about the archeological evidence uh, that shows that parts of the Eastern Corded Ware horizon eventually started to migrate further East and eventually ending up in Central Asia. And some of them were exploiting the copper mines of the Urals. And that later these groups invented the chariot, spoke wheel chariot, and some of them went south and became the ancestors of the Indo-Aryan, or I'm sorry, Indo-Iranian language family. Um, so this is what we're looking at. What we just looked at was was a genetic corroboration of David Anthony's theory and that uh, R1A Z93 is a haplogroup that looks like its ancestors were in were in East, Central and Eastern Europe and then it, it came to Central Asia and, and South Asia. So now we're going to look at R1A Y2, which is predominantly a South Asian haplogroup. It's a It's one of the children or grandchildren of R1A Z93. R1A Y2's most recent common ancestor lived 4,300 years ago. Um, the oldest ancient sample on the Weifel tree is from 1,600 years ago, Jalalabad, Kyrgyzstan. What is kind of interesting about the distribution of this haplogroup being predominantly South Asian. Uh, the only samples I found from a quick glance on the Weifel tree that have anything that have any uh, Iranian language affinities are just two samples. One is a Sarikoli speaker from China, and another one is a Pashto speaker from Afghanistan. Uh, so this branch is almost exclusively or predominantly um, Indo-Aryan language speakers. That means the group of Indo-Iranian that were speaking languages related to Hindi. The accepted theory by most linguists and archaeologists, I think, now is that the homeland of the of the Indo, uh, Proto-Indo-Iranian speakers was the Bactria Margiana archeological complex, which was later infiltrated by Proto-Indo-Europeans that were coming from the North, from the Andronova culture. And that the intensifying 
contacts with the North was starting uh, 4,000 years ago. And that, and that later people from this culture migrated to South Asia and also to Iran and brought the Indo-Iranian languages with them. So this, this, however, what we're looking at in R1AY2 is a branch that is older than the time when the Bactrium Argiana complex was supposedly intensifying its contacts with the Andronova and looks like maybe some Proto-Indo-Europeans just completely bypassed the BMAC and went to South Asia is what it looks like to me. So this corresponds with the findings of Narasimhan 2018, the genomic formation of South and Central Asia says in the abstract, there is no evidence that the main BMAC population contributed genetically to later South Asians. Instead, steppe communities integrated farther south throughout the second millennium BCE. And we show that they mixed with a more Southern population that we document at multiple sites as outlier individuals exhibiting a distinctive measure of ancestry related to Iranian agriculturalists and South Asian hunter-gatherers. We call this group Indus Periphery. So Nora Simhan already figured this out in 2018, but I didn't know about it. And uh, just looking at the heat maps of R1A Y2, it suggested that what he found was true based on the distribution of Y lineages. Next is Caucasus, J1, Z1842. The most recent common ancestor lived 6,300 years ago. There's no ancient sample that is dated on the Y-fold tree. The heat map, uh, if you have to lower the intensity a little bit to clearly see that there are more samples, much more, many more samples uh, north of the Caucasus than south of the Caucasus. Uh, and if you look at the Y-fold tree, there are many different old branching points that have almost exclusive North Caucasus distribution. So uh, unless all those people's ancestors coincidentally migrated from South of the Caucasus to North of the Caucasus many different times, then maybe it's more likely that this originated, this lineage originated North of the Caucasus. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Givitsutskuridze, from Sveri, Emireti, Georgia. He's in this haplogroup. Next is Anatolia, Armenia, J2A, YP879. The most recent common ancestor lived 4,200 years ago, and there's no ancient sample on the Y-fold tree. Uh, one thing to note is that one of the samples from Turkey has indicated that they are Pontic Greek. Uh, and when you have ethnic Armenians and Pontic Greeks and a most recent common ancestor from 4,200 years ago, uh, it suggests that these are the original inhabitants of Anatolia and Armenia. One other thing to keep in mind is sometimes Armenians uh, may be from a part of 
Anatolia, which was historically considered Armenia, and but um, they mark their sample as Armenia to indicate their ethnicity, but their male line origin could actually be from like somewhere in the middle of what is now Turkey. So we don't really, I don't know who this sample is, but that's just caution, word to the wise, keep that in mind. This heat map is, is not the most useful I, uh, because there aren't very many samples in it. You can't expect to have a really smooth or accurate heat map when you don't have very many samples. But this is just some, this is just a haplogroup that I found that had Armenians and Pontic Greeks and looks like it, the origin was Anatolia. Next is Levant, J2B M205. Most recent common ancestor lived 7,200 years ago. The oldest ancient samples from 4,400 years ago from Jordan. I picked this haplogroup to as an exemplar for a haplogroup that we're pretty certain has been in the Levant or is from the Levant um, because on a Facebook group, I saw someone ask, where is this haplogroup from? And some once some person answered, they're Greeks. And uh, this is not, this is almost certainly not a Greek origin haplogroup, though you do see there is high frequency in uh, in West, the Western uh, Balkans. This is mostly due to one lineage that had a founder effect. All the other, most of the other lineages, there's so much diversity in the Levant and the two oldest branches of this haplogroup each have the most ancient sample in that, and their respective branches are from the Levant. So it's pretty certain that this haplogroup is from the Levant. Uh, Greeks didn't go to Saudi Arabia or Yemen, while Alexander did go to India. This particular Indian in JA2B M205 is a Jew whose closest relatives on the Weifel tree include the ancient Jordanian and living men from the Levant. In Europe, there's a higher presence in Italy and the Adriatic coast. To reconcile this with the ancient diversity in the Levant, it's important to understand that the study on Italy, Mediterranean crossroads, and subsequent papers have confirmed a large introgression of autosomal DNA from the Mediterranean into Italy during the Roman Empire. We even have ancient sample 3D RIF proving it. He's a JM205 with Middle Eastern autosomal DNA, who was found buried in Roman era York. On a related note, Dando Collins, uh, who wrote a book about the Roman legions, refers to some men buried in Roman era York in his book as having abnormally large bodies, which may imply they were part of an elite military unit. He suggests the cause of death may have been military execution resulting from political intrigues, i.e. backing the wrong imperial claimant. I don't know that he's referring to 3D Rift specifically, but uh, there's a good chance that that he that 3D Riff may have been uh, re, a recruit uh, in the military who is from Syria or other recruiting grounds in the Levant. Next is Arabia J1 P58. Most recent common ancestor lived 9,100 years ago. The 
most ancient sample on the Wifel tree is 4,400 years ago from Idlib, Syria. So the greatest frequency of this haplogroup is in Arabia, the, Arab well, the Arabian Peninsula. And outside of the Middle East, it's important to note that places with the next highest concentration are the North African coast. And especially this part of Algeria that's just uh, southeast of Algiers, interestingly. And this pocket of red in uh, Libya, in the southwestern part of Libya. That's interesting. I don't, I'm not an expert in this haplogroup, so I can't say anything more. Next, North Africa, EY8827. Most recent common ancestor is from 2,200 years ago. This is a very young subclade we're looking at here. The most ancient sample on the Wifel tree is from 1,400 years ago, a guanche from Tenerife. Uh, they found that autosomally, the Guanches were most similar to Berber populations autosomally from uh, North Africa. So if you look at the distribution here, these guys were most likely originally Berbers. And they have, they're outside of North Africa, there's a little bit of distribution in uh, Southern Europe but really it's only it's really limited to the immediate environment the immediate neighbors of north africa it doesn't really go too far inland although in spain you see it's covering about half of spain next is sub-saharan e m2 and subclade y1705 i just wanted everyone to know that it's in em2 uh, the most recent common ancestor lived about 14,000 years ago. This is very old, uh, and there's no, but there's no sa ancient sample on the Wifel tree. So it's important to note that there is very little, almost no testing in a large swath of countries that are in the western part of sub-Saharan Africa along the coast. Uh, so this is there's a lot of undersampled regions here. If you see that there's a little bit of heat in the Persian Gulf area in Arabia, uh, I did notice looking at the Wifel tree that there are there are some exclusively uh, Arabian lineages of this haplogroup that are like predating the time of the Romans. So that's pretty interesting. They got there a long time ago but they must have come from Sub-Saharan Africa. One of these lineages is associated with the Bantu expansion. That is EU-175 with most recent common ancestor lived 8,000 years ago. Next is East Baltic, NL-1025. The most recent common ancestor lived 2,500 years ago. The oldest ancient sample on the Wifold tree is from 1,200 years ago. Sarema, Estonia. It's got the highest frequency in Latvia, Lithuania, and parts western part of uh, Belarus, and parts of northeastern Poland. Interesting thing, if you go up the tree a bit, is that this lineage most likely was immediately coming from Finland. 
And when you look at the heat map, you see that there is some heat around Finland that maybe is reflecting this interaction with Finland. Next, Eastern Europe, R1A L1029. My friend Ramsey is this haplogroup. The most recent common ancestor lived 2,100 years ago. So this is a young haplogroup. The ancient samples are not that old, uh, but they're from Volinsk, Saxon-Anhalt, and Volgograd. Uh, you can see that the greatest frequency is in places where Slavic speakers live. So, and because this haplogroup is not too much older than when the Slavs first appear on the historical record, uh, there's pretty good chance that these guys were Slavs, uh, the ancestors of the Slavs. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is that this distribution covers all Slavic speaking regions except for Slovenian and Serbo-Croatian speaking areas where there aren't any samples. So that's kind of weird. I don't know the answer to that. I guess the simple explanation is uh, this guy, this ancestor, ended up becoming a member of many different tribes, uh, but none of his descendants ended up becoming members of the tribes that went on to become the Serbo-Croatian speakers and the uh, um, Slovenian speakers. Next is Adriatic, J2B L283. This is my lineage. The most recent common ancestor lived 5,200 years ago, and our oldest ancient sample is from Mokran, Serbia, from 3,900 years ago. The areas with the, the most frequency are Central and Northern Italy, Sardinia, and Western Balkans. These are also the areas that have the oldest ancient samples. Uh, what's important to understand about the Adriatic is that uh, there were lots of seafaring peoples that the Liburnians among the, among some of them. Uh, I'm on, this is an ethnic group that was known by people that had writing. So this is not dating back to the earliest period of this haplogroup, but uh, at least 2,000 years ago, the people that were living along the coast here were renowned seafarers and pirates. Uh, and we know that the Illyrian language and archaeological culture had become established uh, in southern and central Italy um, in, the, in the Dark Age, in the Iron Age. Uh, this was, so there were migrations from the Western Balkans to Italy from the Iron Age. And we're learning that there may have even been earlier migrations to Italy, uh, but the research is still ongoing. Next is Italy, R1B Z56. The most recent common ancestor lived 4,300 years ago. This is part of the Atlantic modal haplogroups of R1b. Um, but this one is really, this branch is confined to Italy. Uh, I mean, the highest frequency is in Italy. The oldest ancient sample is not too old. It's 2,300 years ago. It's from Rome. But uh, the diversity on the Weifel tree points to 
clear Italian origin. And uh, the frequency, is, the relative frequency is also highest in northern and central Italy. Uh, it's interesting to note that this haplogroup is also widespread in what southwestern Europe, this uh, south coast of um, France, the Mediterranean coast of France and uh, in Iberia, but it's not really very frequent anywhere else in Europe. And that's really interesting. Next is Scandinavia, I1, DF29. The most recent common ancestor lived 4,500 years ago. The most ancient sample on the Y-fold tree is 3,800 years ago, Scan-E-N, Sweden. You see the highest frequency is in Scandinavia, and there's also a high frequency in England, Scotland, and parts of Germany and Netherlands. So it's it's very interesting that, oh, and Finland, but yeah, Finland counts as Scandinavia usually. So it's striking how closely this matches up to where Germanic languages um, are spoken. Next is British Isles, R1B L21, very prolific line. Most recent common ancestor, 4,500 years ago. The oldest sample I found on the Wyfold tree is from about 4,000 years ago in England. Um, this distribution, it's noteworthy that uh, outside, of, uh, outside of the British Isles, um, some of the highest frequencies are uh, Iceland and uh, Iberia and, and the French coast. And this is consistent with uh, the contacts you'd expect from the Atlantic Bronze Age. And uh, I guess we, we know that when the Vikings went to Iceland, they took a lot of people from England. So that could explain that. Last but certainly not least, Iberia, R1B, DF27. The most recent common ancestor lived 4,500 years ago. This haplogroup has much, much higher frequency in Iberia than any of the surrounding places, but uh, also extends into southwestern France. Um, next area, second highest concentration is in England and uh, other British Isles. The other interesting thing to note is the oldest ancient sample is from 4,100 years ago from Palermo, Sicily, which is really on the um, periphery of its frequency heat map. So um, maybe maybe this it's just by chance that the oldest sample was found kind of far away from where the origin was. I guess time will tell. I mean, the only other alternative explanation, if if Palermo, Italy, this oldest sample is actually indicative of the origin of where this haplogroup came from, then a really weird thing would have to have happened. And that would mean all of this guy's children and grandchildren ended up migrating to uh, Iberia and Southwest Spain. And barely anybody went 
any other direction from Sicily. Like they just were stopped by other people or they just really wanted to invade Iberia. Uh, so anyway, I think the former explanation is, is the simplest explanation that the true origin is in Iberia, is in Iberia. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, I hope that uh, why heat map is useful for your mail line origins research.